Fight! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your post-WrestleMania Franken-Culture Frankensteiner Wrestling Podcast. Don't have a whole lot of time to go over the giant list of stuff that we want to go over. So quick intros, Cliff, Julie, Steve is in a trash can. He'll be on in a second. But other than that, I am your host, Martin. You're laughing because it's true because he is utter trash. Uh, <laughs> let's just get right into it. Cliff, Julie. Y'all so fucking loving. Exactly. Let's uh, take over New York. How do we feel? It was fucking amazing. Like it was fucking I think amazing, I think, dude. It was so hard to get through Sunday after Friday. <laughs> it Straight really off. was. It was so good. Friday takeover was. I was every match was good, even the ones that were like, "Oh, it's all right." They were still like freaking amazing. You know, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think as, I had, uh, you know, four out of those matches I took from there and put it on like my favorite matches of 2019. It's just, oh man, the whole card was incredible. And even the women's championship match, it, it was kind of dull only because of where it came after. But I felt like if it started the show, we've all would have been like, you know, that was actually a really great match, but because. Right. Their, uh, Dream and Riddle, we were just like, Jesus, dude, like, this match. Well, it was an after Dream and Riddle. It was after, it was, in, it was in between Walter and, D- uh, Dunn and Gargano yes. and Cole. Yep. So it was literally in the kill spot, unfortunately. Yeah. And especially since, you know, even then, Walter and Dunn, um, it was a pretty long match, but, um, you could kind of see the fatigue in the crowd already because of how great the tag match was and how great Dream and Riddle was. Um, not to mention right. that they had, they had three matches before um, TakeOver started. So, yeah. Um, they taped NXT, which, of course, this past week was uh, Street Profits versus Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. Then Jackson Riker defeating Danny Burch. And Candice LeRae defeating Aaliyah. So NXT, you know, NXT's after takeovers are always the pre-recorded ones that happen at takeovers. So all those matches were fantastic, um, as you would expect from a takeover match. Anyways, uh, then you had War Raiders for defeating Aleister Black and Ricochet. Um, such a good match, man. Like you knew, you yeah. knew the outcome. You just didn't know. You didn't. You knew the outcome. You knew where the ride was going, but you didn't know how the ride was going to get you there. And that was the great thing about right. it. So we talk about like how it was like power for power, and then flyer for flyer, and Hanson jumping off the top rope, doing that front flip to the outside. Like, this- a god. He's a goddamn man, man, and I love it. I was like, he's going to die. I love it. <laughs> what do you mean he's going to die? The people who are trying to catch him are going to die. Oh, I just, um, I wanna, I'm here for all of it. I really can't wait to see where the War Raiders are going to go next. Yes. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. 
great match. A lot of ring psychology, great storytelling in the ring. Um, Ryan? Really I love how, like, the crowd... Go. I love how the crowd at one point was starting to get pissed off at, at, uh... What do you call it? Riddle. Yeah. Yeah, when he was starting to get over on Dream, you're like, ooh! But it was, as we were saying in the chat, it was, no, that's very within character because he is aggressive when he needs to be. And it's not always going to be, you know... Pretty. Oh, you don't always fight respectfully. I'm sorry. Like, let's be real. Like, sometimes you got to do some shitty shit to be able to win. Sometimes right. you got to punch a little harder. Sometimes you got to kick a little, you know, harder. That's how it works. So, but I love the end, the end of the match between the exchange between the two of them. That little like, what when he like put out the fist and Dream just did that like fake out for a second and then then like that little weird run into the fist. I was like, I love your extra ass Dream. Mm-hmm. I'm living for your extra ass all damn day. Fucking love Dream. <laughs> I love what he's done with with his career. I'm oh, yeah. very proud of coming from like generic wrestler on Tough Enough to Velveteen Dream. Get your life, bitch. Get your life. See, the funny thing is, when he first got signed to NXT, he had this generic, like, Patrick Clark, American all, yeah. all-star all gimmick and everything like that, and it was terrible on the NXT circuit. So when he started coming out with, like, this very Prince, you know, homoerotic, flamboyant bullshit, I was just like, what is this? I didn't think it was going to go anywhere, especially with all, like, the hicks in the crowd and everything. So I'm really happy to see that it's doing well. But, right. Sometimes some people just know how to do it. Look at Dustin with gold dust. Mm-hmm. Some people just know how to make a character connect in a way that you weren't expecting. And and that's what it is with Dream. And it was, it was very apparent in that match when everybody started to boo Riddle because he just was doing a really good job at wrestling. <laughs> so, <laughs> Speaking of a good job at wrestling, let's talk about the clinic. The near half hour clinic that was Walter versus Dunn. Uh, it, it could have went any way. It could not have. It, it could have really went any way. Like the way we were being sold <clears throat> that bill of goods and everything. Yeah, it was. It was great. I loved it. I loved every. I loved every minute of it. And then I just, I, I just kept thinking to myself, I was like, yo, when is the point where Pete Dunn is going to catch that first slap? And I love the fact that he kept dodging everything and moving and stuff. You could see, like, he's like, I'm, I don't want to take this at all. And then no. once he got hit, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. <laughs> all like, right. <laughs> onto the back. And I was like, oh, God, I know that one hurt. <laughs> and the reason why I love this mu- the match and the reason why that this one uh, lived up to its expectation is because it went at a completely different pace than the other four matches. It was slow. It was rugged. It was rough and tough. No, don't get me wrong. There was rough and toughness in the tag match and in the North and the North American match, you know, and there was roughness, of course, in the women's match, Johnny and Adam, but this was definitely a a showcase of the European. But this match was methodical. This match was methodical. Like, everything they did, like, with the 
finger breaking and the slapping and the arm, all the different things they were trying. It wasn't just like, hey, look at me, I can run around the ring and throw people, woo, 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 woo. It was, we're going to put on a clinic because that's, that's what British strong style is. That's what UK wrestling and Euro wrestling is sometimes. It's not just like flashy. It's about putting on damn clinics night after night. And that's why I have a big respect for a lot of the European wrestlers. That's why when Walter came over, I was like, fuck yeah, this bitch is held tight on three different countries because he knows what he's doing. This is going to be a big asset to this division. So it was nice seeing how they decided to end the match. Oh yeah, oh, that was a huge fan. Oh, I, it just uh, definitely that just having that one match that was um, representing the UK brand definitely is going to put eyes on the brand for people who don't pay attention because of the fact that you know you're going to want to see where Pete is going to go after this, what's going to go on with Walter and everything else like that. So it it kind of leaves giant variables in the air for everyone to be like, let's see where this is going to go. Right. Kind of like, um, with the women's match. So Shayna Baszler defeated Io, Bianca and Kyrie. Um, thanks Bianca <laughs> for tamping out. You have to um, put that shit in quotations. Shayna did not win that shit by herself. Bitch ass <laughs> I'm I, sorry. I'm like bitter about bitter? that match because I don't like the way it ended. I thought it was a great match, but I just I feel that I feel when they wait the way they did the ending spoiled with the entire not not didn't spoil everything that I saw, but it just left a bad taste in my mouth. Where I'm like, dog, you you could have wrote a better ending. I just, I felt, especially with the spot on the roster, like we had mentioned prior, with it being smack dab in the middle between two great matches as well, and it's kind of the the part where everybody has to go, okay, let me breathe and go to the bathroom. That's usually where they put, you know, kind of the jobber or the matches people don't care about, or the quick matches, the tossers. This wasn't supposed to be a tosser, and so when they ended it the way they did, I'm like, oh, so you just didn't give a fuck at the ending. That's what it felt like because you just had people fuck what, fucking get involved as usual, which just pisses me off in general because I don't like that that's the thing sometimes with some people. Feel like, A, there's women kicking your ass, maybe lose your title normally, but I get it. It's storyline. What the fuck ever. But I just thought the way they did it just kind of put a bad spin on the how awesome the rest of the match was because there were some great spots. Bianca was showing everybody, by the way, I can breast press I can bench press your mama. You know? So it right. was just man, I feel like the ending could have been written better. I think I think they were pressed for time, honestly. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of the other matches went on a little bit longer. Um so I think they, they cut the women's match down a little bit. Because it did feel kind of rushed. That. It, it did feel kind of um, just, I don't know. Yeah, the, match, I, the ending just didn't I, fit right. It, it was just kind of it was just kind of sudden, right? Um, Cliff, what you thinking? Oh, um, I think for me, it's just 
I, I think Belair, I think she just, she needs more time, obviously, because this is developmental and I definitely see that she's improving a lot, but you put her in there with like, I just, with three sharks and I don't feel like Belair is a shark herself, but she's just not at the level that Kyrie, EO and Shayna is. And you saw that throughout the whole time, right? Shayna pretty much felt like she's wrestling like a basic match, just like, very, you know, very, I don't want to say methodical because that's not the word I wish. Where you saw like EO and, and Kyrie like hitting big moves, hitting like getting the crowd's attention involved. And Shayna obviously doing her submission moves, like looking to break down people um, just bit by bit. And what we saw was it just didn't feel like Bianca belonged in there. I just don't want to say it like that because I know she's I know she's gonna be great. Someday. I, yeah, someday she's gonna be she's gonna be amazing. And I see it in right. her every time there's like these moments of glimpse these glimpses where I see her and I'm like, God man, she's gonna be awesome. Like That's what I mean by the bench pressing thing. That's what I mean by the bench pressing thing when she's picking bitches up and being like, Squad, what's up? I feel like that's a glimpse into the future that you're talking about. Yeah. And then, like, in this match, though, I just I didn't feel like she belonged. I just felt like she was the outcast, and that was... Oh, yeah, she was, know, definitely was very... added, she was definitely added to eat the pin, yeah. which, you know, she ate the loss. She is the reason why. Um, so, yeah, that's great. As I burp. So, uh, yeah, I I'm kind of interested to see where we're gonna go with this next, because uh, with rumors and possibilities of what's happening this week at the uh, with the um words can't think superstar shakeup shakeup yeah. So we're going to see what happens with the women's division down there. Honestly, if anybody is going to be taking that title off of Shayna, I have one person in mind that I want to do it. Hell. It's Candice. I need... Oh, that makes perfect sense. I need Johnny and Candice to hold up both titles at the end of a takeover. That would be so good. So cute. It would be adorable. I, then I they just, can do like a whole thing about them being like couple champions because you know WWE is actually as fucking love to make things like that. I no, I need that in my life. So well, I'm just uh, saying, like, what happened? Speaking of Mrs. Wrestling, uh, Johnny defeated Adam two to one in uh, definitely match of the year, hands down. Slow to start off with, like it, it had like the more of like the 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 Walter Dunn. Uh, slow pacedness and everything yeah. else like that. Plus, the crowd is, you know, coming, you know, needed a resurgence of energy. So the crowd was a little dead in the beginning of it as well. It but seems definitely... like after that, it seemed like after that first fall is when everything changed. The pace yeah. of the match changed. The crowd's interaction changed. Interest changed. You know. I felt like the energy of the crowd changed. Once they made the announcement that, hey, this is uh, the final fall, and the winner of this will be the NXT champion. And I felt the crowd was like, yeah, oh, yeah, we got to get in this. And because that, right. that second fall, I didn't feel like they were – they were like – maybe I'm, I'm with you. They were like coming to 
Because that first that first right. match. Once I'm in the first fall is the one where I thought that they were kinda like, Oh hey, yeah, there's wrestling back on. You know? Adam but Cole I get what you mean about the final fall was the one where they actually got like hyped for it. Yeah, you you can see the progression where the first the first part of the match, meh. After fall number one, they kinda started building up a little bit, but definitely like, oh, hey! Cliff Cliff is right with fall number two. There was just like it turned on, like Something clicked, and that last part, you know, definitely, to- definitely told the story. Uh, probably more than the other two parts, honestly. But still, it was right. really good. Um, we have new champion. We have Johnny as champion. Um, Did you see? Uh, Dave Dave Melter rated the match five out of five, or five five and a five half, and a half out of five stars. Five. Yeah, yeah, it was the first time that uh, a WWE match went beyond the five star. So shoutouts. Kudos, oh kudos my to Johnny, God. man. Johnny is just, you know, when he's wrestling, man, at these takeovers, you know he's, he's putting out. You know he's putting it out. Um, he's fucking on every time. Johnny has good pullout. Johnny has a good pullout game. So, yeah. <laughs> Lucky Candace. Lucky Candace. Um, we saw Kushida was signed uh, yep. this weekend. Yeah. Which was kind of a huge shocker for me because as soon as I popped on this, he popped on the screen, I screamed to the point where my friends and my boyfriend were like, "What's going on?" They're like, "Oh, great, another Japanese wrestler," because they're not really big fans of like Asuka, Shinsuke, Kairi, Io. Because of the whole language barrier thing. But I'm like, no! You have to go watch what they've done because it's great! Right? There's <laughs> so was, much more! I was, I was like jumping up and down. was like, it's Kushida! Yes! And then right. I, I got sad because he's in NXT and we won't be able to get like Hideo Itami versus Kushida. Like, you know. Yeah. It's fine, but uh, whatever. No, it's not fine. We just have to accept it. But <laughs> well, uh, we could get Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kushida, and well, I'll take that. Pending, 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 pending. Yeah. Let's let's not let's not you know butter our bread before it's toasted. Okay. I want to use that. One yeah, for but that one. but what if you want to just butter bread? <laughs> Then you're weird, and you deserve to uh, you deserve to be hit with like a brick, and you should feel bad about it. Oh, I was just asking a legitimate question. Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't eat bread with butter anyways. You're vegan. There's vegan butter, jackass. Well, we're not talking about vegan butter. You know how you gotta milk a soybean? Show me the tits on a soybean. <laughs> anyways, yeah. I know. I Listen, I wake up early to milk my almonds. You shut the fuck up. Is that it's what we're calling Matt's? Is that what we're calling Matt's nut now? I swear your, to your... God, you shut the fuck up. Why are you so? <laughs> Continue. Next subject, you fucking perv. The Hall of the Fame. I'm on here. It's gonna. I'm gonna feel so bad. Uh, you're gonna be, you're probably gonna be so red and blushing. Oh, gonna... I know, and I'm gonna laugh so hard after and be like, "I knew this was coming." You did. I knew you knew it was gonna happen. I knew Hall it was of, happening. Hall of Fame was on the Saturday. Uh, Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> so pretty good ceremony. They moved it along pretty quickly. 
Um, yep. Not everyone. I noticed that the people who were um, two-timers, because they had three people become, two, uh, uh, become two-time Hall of Famers. Uh, it was Sean, Booker, and Brett, right? I noticed that right. those, those three people, those inductees, the Hart Foundation, uh, Harlem Heat, and DX were the only ones to not have someone induct them. I noticed yeah. that. And that saved on time. I know that 100% saved on time. Um, but, of course, the bigger news coming out of it is, you know, some dickbag from Cliff's home state, which, shocker Damn not it. shocked. Shocker Damn not it. shocked. I would have been, I would have been, <laughs> I would have been happier if it was Florida because then I would have been like, shrug, sounds like Florida. But nope. Right. Florida Maastricht again. Comes from Cliff's home state. So, um. Dude, yeah, did you ever see the article? Mm-mm. You see the article I wrote? I read about. Uh, such an idiot. I legit, I legitimately said, I cannot believe I could play six degrees and know that I'm that close to somebody because that guy actually works or worked in the same company as Anthony. <laughs> and I was just like, great. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Good job. Like, it was, so, his so we Twitter, can play Cliff. We Twitter can play Cliff not, for all of this. Right. You attacked Brett WWE. Hart. You're a sick, disgusting man. But yeah, um, fuck that dude. Right. Fuck that dude. I'm just going to say this so real quick about the Hall of Fame. About the Hall of Fame real quick. Mm, I mean, even, even though it happened later than I wanted, obviously, I'm just finally, at a personal note, I'm finally happy China's in. That is like a serious personal note for me. She was a personal hero at some very dark times, so them finally giving Joni at least something, fucking, I was, I was fucking sobbing like a bitch. It, I couldn't help it. Same. I, uh, I, was, I, I love, I had action figures of her. She is the reason why I switched a lot of reasons of getting, I went from getting picked on to standing up for myself. Like, Joni was a huge idol to me, so I'm glad they finally did her at least some service. I'm pissed that it was after that she was dead. It was weird seeing, it was weird seeing Sean talk about her because of his placement in her life and Triple H because of the ship. It was also gratifying. I love that. I love Sean, not Sean Michaels. I'm talking about Sean Waltman. Yeah. It's weird watching Sean Waltman and Hunter talk about her because of, Paul and Sean's placement, but watching Sean Michael say something really made me feel like, oh, you know, because so, it was like he knew what the fuck she was to right. that group. And the thing, the thing I respect the most out of, you know, Paul and Sean's speeches and emotional reactions to her induction, you know, you know, her being placed on the Titan Tron, being mentioned, everything. That, you yep. know, reacting to the crowd appropriately, um, definitely hit made made the feels come out even further because Ooh. of the fact. Dude, I'm that, straight up honest. I'm trying not to cry right now. Like that's right. how right. Big. But the fact that Hunter Paul um was able to go out there and like acknowledge everything, whether you know, it was respectful. Not, 
yeah, it was respectful, even though, you know, whatever the, the, the hidden story is between her and Steph and then, yeah. you know, whatever that triangle was way back when, you know, he was able and him and Steph were able to put that behind them to realize, you know, what China did for the business and, you yeah. know, show respect in that moment because, you know, whatever reason. I'll say, deserved it. And I'll say also, this. If X-Pac gets that Royal, that China Rumble going, or Battle Royal, whatever the fuck they decide, because if him staying in the Hall of Fame, bless that man. Bless that man. That's overdue as fuck. I mean, it should be it should be the China Memorial Battle Royal, 100%. So, um, and get rid of that stupid thong trophy. Yes. Please. Uterus oh. is what we call it. So, highlight, definitely China going in. And then again, uh, Fuck that dude with a cactus sideways, surrounded, covered All in day. a sandpaper, coated in lemon juice, sideways, up his ass. So, yeah, yep. that's it. Um, Boom! Yeah. Can I bring out something, though? I guess. Can we acknowledge how WWE acknowledge AEW? Like, uh, baby! Just, what the fuck? Okay. And then Let's you just... acknowledge about all in. Like, all right. So, I wasn't gonna hit on that, but you brought it up. So this is this is my take on it. We always get told, as like kids and everything else like that, ignore bullies, ignore the people that bring negativity, because if if you give it attention, it's always gonna keep coming back. And WWE has always had this mantra. Uh, for for years, for years, with like TNA, Ring of Honor, New Japan, for years, they always discounted or ignored other wrestling promotions because of the fact that they acknowledge it. They then they're letting other people know that they know that there's competition out there. They're not the big dogs. They're they're not the only dogs in the yard, so to speak. So by doing. The stuff that they did, the jabs and the poking fun of Billy Gunn and Cody and AEW and everything else like that. It only gave AEW and its fans more fuel to fire. Yes, you were poking fun at them because they haven't done anything. They just, they're not, they're just getting started and everything else like that. But at the same time, you're acknowledging it. You're making fun of it. And for the Fairweather fan who's in the crowd or watching the Hall of Fame, that don't watch, you know, or pay attention to outside WWE wrestling, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't get the jokes. So right. you're literally adding fuel to the fire for AEW because now people well, are like, can, you what know is what, this? What are these you know jokes about? You know what they're doing? What it reminds me of is back in the day when WCW used to do the whole talk about Raw's shit, what was going to happen, and when they went to do it for Mankind and it bit him in the ass, this almost feels like it. It's like, dude, you're going to talk so much shit, and what you're going to end up doing is giving a lot of people interest going, well, they keep fucking talking about AEW. I might as well check this fuck out. That's what happened back in the day with WCW. That's That's what bit them in the fucking ass last time. They didn't learn before. And so, Come on. yeah, they, they got, they got cocky and they think that poking, by poking fun at it, that, oh, it's just to be like, oh, it's nothing to hoot and holler out. It's just like, yo, regardless of what, you know, giving yourself titles and everything else, like that was a new company, you're like, the fact that they're, 
trying to go out of the way to make fun of it, poke fun at it, and discredit it already this early when it's not even starting shows to me that right. either they were just drunk and they're dumb scared. or they're they're legit scared. They're legit worried the about the fact that they could look talent and they could be they could produce a better product. Yeah, it's not gonna be on the scale that WWE is right away, but like production wise, set wise and everything else like that. But with how big of the following is, not only in the Americas, but worldwide, they got to know how big that is because they got to pay attention to the internet. They have to. That's not stupid. Right. I mean, they, well, I mean, also, anything, I mean, they, let's. They did more damage. I'll end it with the fact that they, they probably did more damage to themselves than they did good by thinking that they're pulling off jokes. Well, yeah, but I mean, also, I think the other thing, too, is. I think WWE is in a very difficult position, and they know it. They knew going into this mania, they were weak. This is not a strong. This was not a strong mania walk-in. It was not going to be. There was a lot of shit that's gone down, a lot of controversy, a lot of bullshit. Yeah, I don't care how the fuck, whatever. If you like whatever on the match, there was a lot of shit going into mania. We knew Takeover was going to be fine, Hall of Fames, whatever. But Mania Weekend was going to be weird, and, and I think WWE started becoming self-aware with some of this shit. And I think that that's part of the part of the digs. They're getting scared because their their rating their ratings aren't doing that great. This Mania wasn't going to be as strong as it has been in the past, you know. And what happens? What happens when big the the biggest bully on the block gets scared? They just start fucking picking out on more people. Right. That's what's happening right now. He's lashing out. Vince is getting scared. Well, yeah, you get scared because, you know, it's, you, you did, you, you fucked Dusty back in the day and now the sun's coming back to bite you in the ass, Vince. Congrats. Maybe they, maybe, maybe you shouldn't be such a dickbag. But WWE is a whole problem in general. So. It's an elitist issue. It really is. Yeah. Cliff, we've talked over you. What's up? <laughs> No, I just, I just found it funny that, you know, that Vince, one, okayed the speech to have like AEW jokes being made fun of and just brings a light. And if people are going to be out there figuring out, trying to figure out what he was referencing, they're going to start Googling that shit. And just like Julie said, they're going to find out what AEW is, what it's going to be all about. And then. If you follow their YouTube channel, they had the, their next episode, their last episode was called Piss Hand. It was 100% like, and they never mentioned WWE in the whole time, in the whole time. They never mentioned one joke about Triple H. They didn't mention anything about anybody. They just let it ride. It is just so amazing that these guys were like, all right, cool. So if the bully's going to keep picking on us, we're just going to keep walking because we're going to keep showing what we can do. And it's yeah, just, they, it's definitely, they definitely took the high road. They definitely took the high road. Like, okay, we see that. Whatever. We'll acknowledge it, but we're not going to feed into it. I just, and, right. and then they did, then they have the whole fighter fest thing that they got going on, which I fucking find hilarious anyway. But yeah, it's just, it's amazing to see how individuals like, cause Sean didn't say anything. Like, not Sean Michaels. You know, X-Pac didn't say anything. And Road Dog didn't say anything. And Billy Gunn certainly didn't say anything. He just he just acknowledged that Vince couldn't fire him again. Oh, right. that, was, that, that saying, was the funny part. And then that's, I guess, I guess yeah, that's really, you have the stroke. Oh, let's be ego. real. Sean, Michaels, Michaels and Trips are going to be the ones that do that because they've been so far up McMahonery ass for years. 
that, like, they're going to say shit like that. They're going to be the ones that are like, A.W. stupid, and do, like, stupid jokes about it, because they're they're the ones that realize part their asses are on the line. They are in charge of a lot of stuff. It's funny, too, because, like, all the things that WWE did to WCW, all of a sudden, Cody and the Young Bucks, and not as much Kenny, but they all are doing the same things back to them, right? Where they go invade, they do all the crazy shit that was going on, they get hit with cease and desist letters from WWE. All this shit's starting to come back around, and all you're doing is right. just like, you just keep acknowledging it, man. Like, bro, let's be let's be real. Road Dog stepped down, right, <laughs> as one of the lead writers. How do we know that he's not going to become a a writer for AEW? Now, all of a sudden, what are you going to do? You'll have Road Dog and Billy Gunn working together on AEW shows, and it's going to be maybe a struggle at first, but then things will pick up. And we're going to be like, damn, dude, this is going to be lit. Right. The New Age Outlaws are writing the script, like well, writing the shows. It could be, it could be good. It could. Rob Dog didn't quit. Quit. He just re- he resigned from that position. He's still with WWE. I'm just, I yeah, but writing's on the wall, man. Like once you step down from like you're like you know what, shit's not going to change. I might as well go try something new. It may, he might say, I know he's a lifer. But I never thought that. I just, I'm curious to see what happens. I just, I know something big's gonna come through. More things are gonna come through, right? Because if, and I don't know how much, and we'll talk about this too, right? Um, and we'll talk about it after we talk about WrestleMania, because I don't really want to get into it. I mean, we gotta get into WrestleMania sooner rather than later, because we still have a lot to go after WrestleMania, so whatever you're ready. So, well, let's, okay, so let's acknowledge, let's acknowledge something that happened in WrestleMania, right? Sasha and Bailey losing the women's tag titles. I just want to jump into this really quick because this had some real ramifications, right? Obviously, Sasha and Bailey didn't really want to lose the titles because they wanted to carry on a long run. They didn't happen. They lost to the Iconics, which I called, thank you, uh, champ, by the way. Uh, anyway, so moving Wrong. from there, we got into Raw. No, definitely right. Raw, Wrong. uh, Sasha, did you say uh, champ for the? Are you talking saying champ for the predictions? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so, uh, I'm pretty fucking sure we were tied. That's, that's that's if we include. So, NXT, so, so you mean you mean share champ? We could be hey, we could be co besties. Yo, yeah, we could do that. Okay, cool. Just, all right, now continue like with that. your story. Continue with your story now. <laughs> we see we see Sasha Banks take a personal day, and then she um goes off. Right, she says she's taking it personal, but she's in coaster. She's doing her vacation thing. But what makes it more fascinating is that she unfollows WWE and then she follows AEW, Cody, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. Like whether that story or not, or Triple Triple H went in there and said, "Hey, do this because it's gonna." You're still showcasing that, and the revival are are obviously the revival are very huge about it too. So it's just interesting to see that. What you do now is causing bigger rifts and in bigger waves, and then it's going to have bigger ramifications. Could you imagine what it would look like if Mercedes was on the Indies and she was at AEW? That shit right. would be crazy. All right, let's 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 back it up. Since we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna jump into Sasha, <laughs> let's talk about ent- entitled spoiled brat syndrome because that's exactly what this is. And that's is coming from a Sasha Banks fan. How are you going to try to say 
you were felt you were fed a bill of goods that wasn't delivered on and that you weren't being treated correctly when yes the stat let's we could talk about the 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 deeper parts of the stats but let's see uh four-time women's champion one-time nxt champion main evented was the in the first main event uh, a women's main event of a pay-per-view at Hell in a Cell in the first ever Hell in a Cell matches was a part of all these first evers, not only in NXT, but on the main roster and has one of the best merchandise sales. And the WWE keeps, even though you, you keep complaining and you keep taking time off, you know, you still somehow, somehow have fan support and all of that. You still get booked into, you know, high matches and in feuds. You're consistently on TV when you are not even in a feud. And but you want to be complained about because you're not at the top of the division. I mean, really? I really I, so I'm gonna you she the wants thing to was that for she wants be, to complain. Like you do not hear Paige complaining and whining and crying. Yeah she wishes but she could fucking be this martyr and whine and cry. And with what they allegedly did after their match at Mania, which was lay on the floor and complain and cry about it. Really? Really? Sasha and Bailey want to lay on the ground and cry about it. Really? Okay. Let's act like just... a petulant child. You know, whatever. And I, and. I don't, Y'all bitches, Martin, don't like you. <laughs> All I'm saying is that we were back. We like we were backstage, obviously, for WrestleMania, right? And we know that the the women's tag titles they wanted to make those things feel like a prestigious title, and to carry those, and that's what the WWE told them they were going to do, and that's what they wanted to run with. So when they dropped them to the Iconics, which let's be real, okay, as as great of a team as they are, like as he heel. Their last win was at what Superstar Showdown in Australia against Naomi and uh Yeah. That in Australia. Like that was their last time they actually had a real win. Other time otherwise, anytime we saw them, they were they were being jobbed out. I mean they they, they both took losses to Charlotte and then they got smashed by Becky and and Oscar. So I felt like, yeah, I could understand why they would be pissed because now you put it on this team and this team makes it seem like it's a joke. Well, they don't make it seem like it's a joke. It just makes it seem like it's a joke. It's like a not prestigious title. And you have two women who are so passionate about the business because Bailey was upset too. I just, you know, from from what was being reported from the wrestling. Yeah, she's just not as outward about it as Sasha is. Sasha throws type tantrums. Pam- I, Pamela, I Pamela has no. Uh, Pamela has no room to say anything either. With how fucking heavily loved that she is, both uh, with the fans and with the people in the back, the fact that you know, what, you, no, fuck off, fuck off with that, and she, <laughs> fuck, off, fuck off with that other shit because the Iconics have put in just as much work, if not a little bit longer, like in NXT, just because of the fact that they don't have the championship numbers and stats to go along with, you know their quote-unquote working ability doesn't mean the fact that they haven't deserved being a champion first and foremost. Same thing can go with said Alexa. We already know my feelings about Alexa. 
but the Iconics have been putting in the work time in and time out consistently, jobbing, putting over other people, which is what you're supposed to be doing in wrestling in the first place, something that Sasha really doesn't like doing, uh, a la fucking Alexa and Sasha feud. So Actually, I, I have to correct myself, too. The last win that they had actually was against the was team. against the team, not SmackDown. Right? Yeah. So that was the story <laughs> building into it is the fact that they could win anyways. So yeah, freaking Peyton and Billy, you know, have literally been fed for years to Oscar, to Ember, to everybody. Mainly Oscar and Ember while they were in NXT, and then on the main roster fed to Charlotte pretty much and Becky. For for the most part, yes, they probably had some wins here or there, but for the most part, yeah, seen as a comedy act. But since when are we downing comedy acts when er, later on in the show we had literally like one-third of that uh, original comedy act called The New Day win the top title of the company? So it's like... That's where you're coming from. Sasha wants to go ahead and be a, this hoity-toity see you next Tuesday about it because she was promised the stuff. It's like, do you not know that you're in wrestling? Do you not know that that, that plans change? No? Right. You're still, well, all, about, you're still also, all about yourself? Then yeah, that's I also the don't, lie. Right. I also don't think flat out, I do not think res- um, yes, wrestling, women's wrestling has evolved, but I do not think women's wrestling has evolved enough that people accept women comedy act like they do men's comedy act. Flat the fuck out. Like, God bless certain wrestlers that are able to do it and pull it off to have some sort of gimmick because it's hard for women to have gimmicks like that. Flat out, you can have a goofy fucking guy all day long. You have a goofy fucking girl, she's not taken seriously. She, Even if she's a fantastic fucking wrestler and can beat anybody, man, woman, it doesn't matter that she could be a submission master. She has a goofy fucking character, not taken seriously. Told, she's a shitty wrestler, she doesn't know what she's doing, she's ruined the fucking business. That's problem. That's part of the problem with the Iconics. They're unfortunately getting part of that problem. They're getting that because people do not respect that women can be comedy acts as well in wrestling, in the main roster at least of WWE, well, not all of it, indies at least give that respect, but in the main fucking world of WWE, that's why it's kind of, there's this like, meh, because that's part of the problem with Sasha. She doesn't Think about that. Like, all right, I'm ending it here. We're not going to spend the next 25 minutes talking about how big of a, uh, a big of a see you next Tuesday, Sasha Banks is by taking your ball and going home. I'm done with this. It's yeah, <laughs> we have so much other shit to talk about. Okay, uh, so mania. Uh, it was I. It wasn't a bad mania. It wasn't great. It was way too fucking long. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, like, fucking marathon of wrestling. Like, I thought it was really? like, starts at, like, 4 or 5, goes until 11. I, I, I legit that. had to, like, it was getting so bad at one point. Like, my husband and I were, like, setting alarms on our phone to make sure if we started passing out every 10 minutes, uh, some phone yeah. was going off just you in can- case because I didn't want to miss anything. You could tell that the crowd was in the same position because of the fact that Dude, you keep me locked in for that long, I'm gonna be like towards the end myself. And the the it goes right to the fact that Triple H and Batista, Triple H's match again was the longest one 
on Mania for like the fourth year in a row. So, you know, don't worry about putting yourself over there, Paul. Dick. Um, I'm but fucking you can over him being on there. Because of course he fucking, of course he fucking was, as usual. Of course he is. Of course he is. Fucking prick. Anyways, um, you could definitely Thank tell by the crowd's reaction to the women's match at the end that it was kind of just reserved. Tiring. Yeah. Like, don't get me well, wrong. Dude, they, they deserve I'll, to I'll be say it right now. Every, every, well, yeah, everybody in a big, big, big fucking deal about the main eventing. I'll be the one that says it. Y'all did them a disservice by having the main eventing if you were going to have it going that long. You should have timed that better if you were going to make a big stink about them doing it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I would love to see what the ratings were about the time that their match was. I'd love to know what the ratings were. Because if the ratings started going down around that time, then it just makes me go like, fuck you, Vince, man. This is why you get you get it. Fuck, well, no. Fuck you, Hunter. Your match could have been cut down, and this could have put the women's at a higher time to where people weren't, like, struggling to keep their eyes up. Because that's a long fucking time to watch wrestling. I don't give a shit how big a fan you are. That's a long time to sit and do anything. Your eyes get tired. So, I'm sorry, like, yeah, congratulations, you put him in a main event, but you made the fucking thing go for too long, so the interest started to getting lost. So, you kind of did them a disservice. Congrats, Hunter, you selfish asshole. Well, I have we, feelings about it, you can tell. <laughs> did we see, there was a there's an article that came out talking about uh, the New Jersey transportation system. They were pissed at the WWE because the WWE told them the show was supposed to end two hours earlier. So they just kept yep. the trains running at normal. And then what you ended up finding out was that the show ran, obviously ran like it did. And New York, New Jersey transportation just shut down at the last train. And there's like thousands of people still struggling to get like to where they had to go. Like, Yo, yeah, I had a bunch of friends that were stuck and didn't get didn't get back to their hotel or Airbnbs until like four or five o'clock in the morning. It's wild. Glad such shit. Yeah. So, um, congrats, Hunter. I hope you feel good about yourself. I'm so mad that Matt went that long. That's my uh, problem with it. It's so funny because I have my hand up right now. Can uh, we give like an unsung hero award to Sarah Logan? Like, seriously, uh, I was she's so legit. Yeah, like, that was, like, the surprising thing about Sarah Logan being the last one eliminated. Yeah. Like, completely threw me for a loop. Like, when she eliminated Oscar, I thought that she was, the, like, the last one there. I was like, oh, shit, really? I yeah. threw me for a fucking loop, for real. Um, I'd like if they push her more. Yeah, like, 100%. Like, crazy Mary Dobson over here can definitely do some business, could definitely get some business. That's for sure. Right. Um, Cruiserweight match was decent. Wasn't nothing okay. to hoot and holler at. Um, women's Battle Royal, same thing. The surprises. Right. Not, not, not too many NXT surprises or surprises in general, but, um, Carmella, she deserves it. She definitely had, you know, a roller coaster of a year with, you know, her character and everything. So having her win it and with her being kind of over right now with that dance break gimmick, it's, it's fitting. Still surprised that they put Sarah Logan to be the last one because it definitely, raises some eyebrows at her because I'm now I'm like, I want to see what they're going to do with her now. Um, uh, I just, I'm kind of, I'm meh. I, I, I'm meh about the revival losing to, to douchebag and associates. Um, 
I mean, they could have really done something with it, like build up a storyline for Kirk right. and back, but they didn't, so they were lazy. And again, just tossing the revival to the side like they're nothing, like they weren't the greatest tag team ever out of NXT. But you know, whatever. We won't get you into know. the whole NXT. That's how they do that, right? Uh, Andre the Andre the Giant Mario Battle Royal was a shit show. Oh my god, I, I, I was worried about the SNL people being in there, cause I was like, oh, this means this, this thing's gonna be ridiculous. And then when it went on, I was like, I'm right! What the fuck is this? It was, I really, my standout moment though for that match was the moment where Luke Harper and Braun Strowman just like stared at each other and I was like, I need this fucking fight. Yeah, I mean, that was really happy. Yeah. <laughs> I did not realize or did not know that Luke is like up there in height with Braun. Like it you made right? Luke, like, like look. You know he's tall, but it's not until you see that comparison you're like, damn, bitch. I was like, Luke, they like this is, would be an actually decent view that would like not only build up. I, I hope that they did that stare off to see what the crowd did because you know how WWE does that sometimes yeah, to get like tasters. Yeah, I, I hope that that's a taste for something later because I I I love Luke. I that stuff that he wrote before Mania was so heartfelt and yeah. Ew. Emotions are for ugly people. Well, I don't give a fuck. Uh, it doesn't matter. Is it, it, it? He loves wrestling that much, and I, if anybody that loves wrestling that much. I want them to at least try if they're trying to make it themselves to be the best version of themselves in the business that they're at. Go talk That's to what Dana he's Brooke. To do. Go, go talk to Dana Brooke about that then. Um, oh no, you can't with her. Um, she, yeah, they, so yeah, definitely, definitely interested in seeing if Luke and Braun can. Because, like I said, uh, it would definitely push up Luke, you know, yeah. for a singles career. But it would actually, I wouldn't say humble Braun, but it would humanize Braun a little bit to have someone like Luke like beat up on him a little bit. That's someone that's not like Brock or Roman. You know what I mean? So that would be yeah. interesting. Um, let's get into the card because I still want to go over some stuff right quick. So we're going to speed through this. Uh, Seth defeated Brock in like a two minutes, 30 seconds. Thank you, I guess. Right. I I mean, okay. AJ Styles defeating Randy Orton with AJ getting injured in the middle of it. Um, decent match was actually really quite interesting and really quite well put together. So I was really happy about that one. Um, they had that was a good one. I liked it. Um, apparently yeah. that, that one was supposed to open up the show, and Seth and Brock were supposed to be happening later on in the show. So very interesting for that. Then we had. A fatal four way tag team match for SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um, again, decent match. Not, I wasn't really hating on it. It was fast paced. It, it kept my interest. Um, even though it was kind of thrown together last minute, uh, like 90% right. of the card. I was okay with the Usos winning. That was good with that matchup. Yeah. Like it was, it was a decent match. It wasn't like, you know, oh my God, best match ever, but it was like, it was good. It was, it was good. It was something that I said, I said in the chat room too was, like it's just interesting to see Ricochet and Black go 0 for three for title championships. Like them you know, so hard. If you weren't gonna give them a bell, like between and obviously we knew NXT wasn't gonna happen because they're saying goodbyes. But you didn't you 
had the cheap win on Raw, and then in SmackDown, they just they they got they got knocked out, right? So yeah. it's like, why would you why would you put them in those positions? At least win one of those three titles. Like it just it, it kind of bothered me, not to a huge extent, because then would we we turned around right, and we'll I'm gonna jump into SmackDown really quick. We turned around and we had the Usos lose to the Hardys. SmackDown titles, like. Why couldn't that have been, why have them lose unless you're moving them to Raw, right? Which is a possibility. Well, we have to wait for this week then. We have to wait for this week, so. I get it. But yeah, so yeah. Are, is, is the possibility that we're having the Hardys versus Alistair and uh, Ricochet for the titles? Like, I just, I, I'm so curious because, like, I just kind of felt like if you kept pushing this team as a tag team and you rewarded them with three title shots, and you didn't have them win one. What are we really doing with them then? Because I just, I just well, like we will have to see this week to see if they get split up. Moving on. So I have eight. <laughs> Shane McMahon defeating the Miz in the Falls Count Anywhere match, kind of my match of the night, like like unsung hero match of the night, kind of sorta, because it was really decent. I like the way they used the 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 crowd and everything else like that. Um. I really enjoyed it. I liked the ending too. I thought it was really schmoozy of it all. It was really good. Yes, no? It was, it George was is the best. <laughs> all the potato punches were amazing. <laughs> yes, potato punches, please. George! George Rose! <laughs> don't, don't ignore me! Uh, I mean, you're finally <laughs> talking, so I guess, you know, you can speak, boy, speak. Mrs. Dad's the best thing ever. Except for how ugly he is, but whatever. How dare, uh, how dare you? How dare I? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot that you were late. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, dick. <laughs> um, the women's tag team matches after that with the Iconics beating everybody. Uh, again, it wasn't a match that I was... I, I hated. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. And the win of the Iconics winning, again, just set me off. I was like, oh god, oh shit. You know, they finally did it. They finally gave Billy and Peyton something. Um, I like the fact... I, I'm going I'm to harness my inner Steve since he's now talking with us. Um, I was kind of happy with the fact that, you know, Nia and Tamina were taken out early. Because I was like, <laughs> oh, let's, put the, let's push the train wreck over there. Sorry, Tamina. <laughs> I know you're good. You're better out of the two, clearly. But um, I liked how they focused really giving us the hint that possibly Beth and Natalia were going to take it. Um, but Beth and Natalia definitely stole the show out of that one. Iconics really pulling the Eddie Guerrero out of that one and stealing the victory. So again, oh, really yeah. awesome, really awesome match. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I thought you were the the, the Guerrero fan, Sasha. <laughs> oh, shit. This was my this was my match of the day. <laughs> that was the match of the day. Well, it injured Nia. So I'll for it. Okay. Uh, then we had the first feel good moment of the night, which was Kofi defeating Daniel. Um, great storytelling in this match. Great yeah. storytelling in this match. Like the whole entire thing was just really well done. Like they definitely they they tried to parallel it to Daniel Bryan and for WrestleMania 30 a lot. But the outcome, like, in the performance 
of this match was definitely completely different from that. And yeah, it felt very much its own exciting very victory. Organic. Like, yep. yeah, it was, it, it was exciting. Like how Daniel Bryan's was exciting, but it was very much its own excitement. Yeah. Um, so. I definitely cried. Oh yeah. I shed a tear. I definitely because, did. <laughs> I mean, I never, I like, like I was telling Robert and I, I think I've said this to you guys too. Um, Kofi, to me, was always, like, a really good person. Always wanted to see him do well because he always performed really well. And in, like, my 2K games, I would always be like, oh, I would make Kofi champ. I'm going to make Kofi the main champ. I'm going to make Kofi the main champ. And be like, yeah, this just feels weird because I don't ever see him getting to that moment. Like, realistically thinking, real storyline, would never see him get there. And just to see, like, this come into fruition that's not something, like, in my universe mode or in, like, some sort of fantasy mode on our video game it was just really surreal for me and it's like yo fucking did it like he finally got there and so it was it was just great for it's just great i can't wait to see what they're gonna do with him i'm really glad that i I really hope i should say i'm not really glad i really i swear to god they continue at least give him a good reign give him a good i hope they I hope they give him a good... I was talking about this with my husband. I hope they give him a good reign, and I hope that they slap the tag titles on the New Day, mainly because I want them to come out with Budio's Gold Edition. Just saying. Just saying. The marketing's there. Yeah, slap titles that. on all of them. You can make gold unicorn everything. Just saying. <clears throat> I'm such a huge fan of that right now. I want to see it. <laughs> see? It's a great idea. I would buy the Gold Edition Budio's. Just saying. I think the uh, the best part of that whole thing was how hyped Xavier was. Like, we all need oh, an Xavier in our lives. We really fucking I do. want an Xavier Woods in my life so bad. I want someone to love me as, like, as a friend that way that he loves Kofi and looks up to him. I want it's- a Brad... I personally want a Brad Maddox friend, but that's... Oh, my me. God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> God. I, I think it's funny too because like I just like always has been that great like hype man who's gotten you like made you feel really good. Like the video I shared it in a chat where he was like singing a Batista's theme song. Oh, yeah. like, oh, that I was great. I had someone like that just some positive energy and just like constantly makes me want to be like, Yeah, you know what, dude? I know I broke my leg. But it's going to be okay. I'm going to be right. good. <laughs> it was on uh, Squared Circle today, too. Um, like, Tyler waiting for them. And Kofi just, like, hugs him. So, or uh, Xavier hugs him so big. And it's like, man, the whole, like, group of people. The, like, the up, up, down, down. Right. It's, like, so cool. And it's like, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, what I love. that's why I want us to be. But we can't have nice things because of you, Steve. No, you're rude. Martin, I- that's why. I love the interview on ESPN that they did. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, it wasn't ESPN. I take that back. It was actually the Kathy Kelly interview, because I saw both of them. It was the Kathy Kelly interview, actually. Um, And Xavier was talking about Kofi, and he just just started crying, and it was cute, because, like, Big E was, like, over his shoulder and being like, you go score some? Because he was, like, he was giving him shit, but, like, playful shit, because he knows, like, how much how tight they all are and how, how big of a deal it is for for their buddy to win this. So it was cute. Yep. I agree. 
Um, let's see. Where are we at? Joe defeated Rey Mysterio in literally a minute. Fitting. Uh, that explains how they were going to do it with him being injured. We're just going to go out there and quickly do this, not hurt anybody, and put over Joe to make him look like the badass that he was supposed to be for so fucking long. I'm not mad. Right. <laughs> uh, Roman defeated Drew. It was a meh match. Honestly, I didn't pay attention to it most of the time because I knew what I knew the outcome. I was just hoping for Drew. Um, right. But Roman. <laughs> and then Triple H defeated Batista with 30 minutes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I, I'm wrangling a kid while also trying to do this. So my my issue with that is you like WWE wants to make Drew McIntyre like the okay. next dude. Yeah. So why the fuck even put him in that match? Like, Agreed. Right. I just I, 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 don't, I don't I don't yeah, get it but, anymore. Like why you? Uh, do, do they know they're in charge of this and they can put him up against anybody? And see, this is my thing. Like, and I was said this last week. I don't know if you pay attention, Steve, but uh, I will repeat. <laughs> um, I really think that they fucked up, and they really should have had it. What the originally plan was, which was Drew, Drew should have fought Kurt, gave Drew that little special rub and everything else like that, and have Baron be fed to Roman. Oh but yeah. Now, and then that, but now Roman is, or Baron is being groomed to have a decent feud or a combative feud with Roman and where's Drew? Like, I would take Drew over Baron every and any day of the week, and that's with and without my bias. I bet Drew and Kofi could have some good matches. <gasps> yes. No, oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, there has been a lot of rumors of that. Like, I would like to first see. First title defense will be Drew. I would like to see, I would be really happy to see Drew be a top heel on a brand somewhere where it's viable. Um, with Randy getting up in age, Joe holding a title already, I mean, who's on SmackDown that's like top heel material, especially if Brian's hurt? So Drew would fit that mold like perfectly. So like we have to wait for this week. We have to wait. So right. Uh, then we had the snooze fest of Triple H versus Batista. Nose ring. Shout out to nose ring. Yeah, thanks nose ring for ruining piercings for me. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Kurt. Angle. Oh, dude, as someone that has a septum piercing, that part made me really cringe because I've had someone like in a fight try to grab my septum ring, like the, and I was like, no. That part I was like, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this. Tell me when it's over. Well, the whole match was cringe, so that's acceptable. Oh, I mean, you're not wrong, but Baron Corbin defeated Kurt Angle. Eh. And then we had about a. Th- Four-minute match between the Demon and Lashley, which we knew that was happening. Yeah, um, I'm just—I'm sorry—I'm still stuck on the Baron Corbin Kurt Angle match because you three fuckers all went with Kurt. <laughs> that was the only because, one. Because again, dumpster fire did not deserve it, and everyone else knows that. Yeah, match still went without. No, Kurt. no, 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 no. You got lucky because you tried to be a troll, and that is it. <laughs> Oh, that was your own, that I was mean, he's not wrong. Thing. You tried yeah, to I, be a troll. And th- for once, and how many times that you tried to troll, you got one win. And you're gonna try to, you're gonna try to rub it in people's faces? Nah, bitch. Nah, bitch. No, no, bitch. 
This is beautiful. I will hold all the other times that you try to troll. I will hold all the other times. So no. I just need one. I just need one. I'm just like Kurt Hawkins, okay? I just need one. Need one victory. That's all. <laughs> See, like, Julia, Julia's now writing in her death note right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, and then Becky <laughs> defeated Rhonda and Charlotte. Really, I, I really hope the rumors aren't true with a merging of the brands, but apparently that's still running amok. Um, even after Mania, it's still running amok on Reddit and everything else like that. So I really hope that there is two separate champions, that somehow someone takes it off of Becky in one way, shape, or form. So again, we have to wait until this week to see what the brand situation is, what the rosters are going to look like uh, after the shakeup and everything else like that. Um, right. Running over time. Sorry, everybody. Um, just speedy recovery to Ronda. I know, like, she broke her hand in that match. It just, and her ego. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Raw and SmackDown, kind of, I see what they did. Like, I get they were kind of lackluster for, the like, the first time. Like, post-Mania, Raw and SmackDowns were kind of lackluster. Um, aside from, you know, like, re- instant rematches from WrestleMania. I So, um, and the title win of uh, the Hardys. So, right. I mean, I kind of get it. I think they're kind of saving all of their big stuff, like the, the, the bring ups, the roster promotions and other big surprises for this coming up week with the superstar shakeup. They already probably knew that they, ha- they were going to get the viewers. So ratings were probably going to be a little bit up there. Um, so I think they're holding off until afterwards to really make sure like, Hey, this is the new season starting this week. Uh, not the day after WrestleMania. So, uh, nothing really to talk about with Raw SmackDown NXT. Uh, because we kind of already gone over it all, at least all the highlights. Um, same thing with UK. We already talked about Sasha, kind of already talked about, uh, the injuries. The only one we didn't really talk about was, uh, Big E injuring himself because he did the splits. Because Big E is a gem. Oh, wait. Is that really when he, he did, did it? No, he didn't yeah. injure himself doing the splits. That's totally when he did it. No, he injured himself on a crossbody. <laughs> When did he take a crossbody? Why are you throwing my laundry around? <laughs> because you're trash, just like fucking Cliff. <laughs> Go back into the Walmart dumpster, you two. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> so, I you have this little side note saying, best match not seen on WWE. Sp- uh, speak. So... Um, obviously we had the G1 Supercard that was going on. I swear well. to God, if you talk about Enzo and Cass, I'm shutting you off. And not talk about Enzo. Oh! We are talking about, um, the main event. Sorry. Kill Switch. Uh, and, uh, the man took four Raymakers, two Power Drivers. Like, it was such an amazing match. I think Dave, he rated it high. I think he gave it five and a half stars as well. Um, but if you have not seen that match, definitely go out and Check it out. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was Joey Ryan's penis party. Ugh. It was it was a whole lot of ridiculousness. Um, but one of my favorite moments in there too, as well, was Joey. Joey got his chest waxed on in the ring, and uh, I think he said I, that. I really regret sometimes introducing to you to other wrestling brands. Oh, <laughs> you should. 
I really regret that because the fact that the, <laughs> the Ring of Honor card this weekend was such garbage. The production value of it and everything, aside from like a couple of things, was a hot fucking mess. Like, yeah, no, that's all I'm going to say on that. Like, go pick out some of the matches, go read reviews, and then watch some of the pick and choose. But don't watch the whole thing because there's. I, I did you're better off trying times. to pluck your eyebrows than watching the whole card of Ring of Honor from this past weekend. It was not great. I did like the Okada white match. It was definitely a good match. And if, if there's a match to solid God, why there, is Jay White so ugly? Like, he is just completely unattractive. Like, I don't know. He's like, he got headbutted by Vladimir Kozlov and then, like, like his head, like, gnawed on by Snitsky with his gross yellow teeth. Like, for real. He's not it's a well man. So. Yeah, nice. So, in other words, he kind of looks like Steve. Um. Yum. Bitch. <laughs> so. Got him. Um, I, to end the show, since Steve is off, you know, dealing with his weak pullout game <laughs> as he leaves. <laughs> um, and he's back. I want to discuss real quick, because we're already over our hour limit that I allotted for us. I wanted to discuss um, who we think is going to ha- sw- be switching brands. And I... Want to know what you think? You want to so, give one or two, one or two answers? I, I I want you give me a couple for each brand. Like, who do you think is going to be the biggest move going to Raw, going to SmackDown? If we're going to see any other type of lateral movements, like I have one. Or NXT. Uh, okay, Julie, I have one that I'm thinking about. I have one that I'm thinking about right now. Strowman to SmackDown. Because they already teased it. Okay, Cliff. Um, the Usos to Raw. Let's see that I, one happening. I, it, don't, it, don't take my don't take my answers, Cliff. Okay, <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre to SmackDown. Don't take my answer, Cliff. <laughs> okay, Sasha Banks to SmackDown. Steve, what do you have? No, sh- what Steve? What do you have? I already. I had the ones Cliff said. Okay, what else do you have? Do you, I know you have original thoughts. <laughs> uh, American Alpha. To... Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, I do think Tyler Breeze will go to back to NXT. Very oh, I, I think I agree with you on that one. That would be awesome. awesome. Yeah, but I, I do think... Or, I, or heel. I do, uh, it'll be, he's a face. But I, McIntyre will be on SmackDown. Strowman will be on SmackDown. Um, Oliver's going to 205. He's out of control. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say Kyrie Sane goes to SmackDown, and Candice LeRae goes to SmackDown as well. Now Candice is staying put because she's taking the title off of Shayna, so fuck you. EO and uh, EO and Kyrie are getting moved up to SmackDown. Yeah, isn't yeah, that what the well. whole tease with Paige was? I think I think that's gonna be them. Because I don't see who else it would be. Are, are you really going to try to reform Absolution? Like, that would be kind of weird to do, but it would be right. fitting. But I, I, I don't see it being, like, two girls from England or from the UK brand. Though that, that would be tight. Yeah, Ripley on SmackDown would be so fly. See, I was, in, I was instantly thinking you could just bring in 
uh, Haley, Ray, and Killer Kelly as a team with Paige as the manager. Boom! Because I know it- how to I know how to book things. It's lit. I like that too. I know you would because you like anything that has Kaylee Ray in it. You sick fuck. Yes, yes, I am. Um. So I would like to see Sasha go to SmackDown just to like really piss her off and like, oh nope, you're not going to team with Bailey anymore because fuck you. <laughs> uh, well, it's weird that you would say that though because. She's openly said that she'd like to be moved to SmackDown. Yeah, so, she. But, that, but was this before or after her tantrum? This would have been before. Right before her tantrum. Yeah, so she <laughs> had a fucking tantrum because you know, nope, we're not spending more time on Sasha. Nope. Um, <laughs> I can see eventually Ronda and Brock being moved over to SmackDown uh, for this uh, for the Fox deal because I know Fox is probably going to want them. Um, <laughs> See what else you got. I know you want to speak. No, I, I it, like yeah. The Fox deal is what October. Yeah, so yeah. we have more than half a year. They could just do another shakeup in that time. Like I can, True. I can, I can see Vince just being like, oh, "Raw is Raw's my show, goddammit. it!" And I'm gonna keep everything on Raw. And if you don't like it, uh, and then just being like, "We're doing another shakeup." Okay, like. I, Please never do that voice again. That was really terrifying. <laughs> That's the new Vince McMahon voice. I, uh, Kofi Kingston, I don't like you. And, uh, I'm gonna put you in a tag match. He, like, when he showed back up and was, like, screwing Kofi, there was a whole part where he said some shit backstage. I had no idea what he said. You sound like Ron Perlman drunk. I'm, I'm Vince. You're fired. <laughs> You're like Ron Perlman trying to be Batman, but drunk. Oh, I can't so. do it that long. <laughs> That's what um, yeah, other than Sasha moving to SmackDown, I think Sky Pirates are going to go to SmackDown. I think Lacey, yeah. Lacey is staying on Raw. Uh, there's got to be a shakeup in the tag division for sure. For sure. Um... I don't know. It's it's really hard to judge other than a, like a couple of things because like the rosters are so stacked and you don't want anybody to get lost, but you know inevitably people are. So right. I, that's, I don't know. Hey, I Revival really, goes to SmackDown. Uh, Revival goes to SmackDown or goes back to NXT. What are the fucking other? It's like please, please, and then like make fun of Ty Dillinger for being not employed anymore. That'd be great, Dick. I also need a. I don't. I just like to see like stronger tag teams in Raw. And I would like, like tag teams in general on Raw, not this fucking that. thrown together bullshit that is fucking Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Fucking break them up. Bobby Roode is a single star. He is supposed to be a heel. Why is he not like a champion of some sort and being like? Bat- <laughs> okay, nope. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to control my anger because it's gonna. We're gonna get back to that repetition of like NXT discourse to main roster type thing, and I really don't want to get into that. But you know what it is. Okay, I see. I see what you're Raw. Huh? Disputed era to Raw. No, 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 no. Undisputed era stays on the NXT. No. So, but... sanity, sanity to Raw. Sanity needs to go to Raw. 
Sanity needs to go to Raw, keep Nikki Cross on Raw as well, and have them fucking run amok on Raw. Yes. Bring the insanity to Raw. Boom. I, I like did it. it. Let's get it. I, I did it. Um, any other big w- moves for the women? Charlotte stays on SmackDown. Asuka stays on SmackDown. Yeah. See those two. I don't know what they're doing with Asuka anymore. I would like a, like, okay, let's just, real quick. Regardless of how we feel about the outcome of what happened, Charlotte and Asuka have really fucking good chemistry together. And I could literally watch yeah. them fight for fucking ever. And like watching watching Charlotte's little like uh little backstage thing like that was after whatever what it was after takeover, right, Cliff? Or stuff like that. Um uh, yeah, but listening to her, she's like I she said I could fight Asuka forever. And I'm like, please do, because it's fucking great chemistry. Like even though like Asuka's been on the losing end of literally only Charlotte and the figure eight, like it just is good. Like it was still a good match, even though I was it, the, the the ending was shit because of you know what we were inevitably leading to. Aside from being silver spoon fed Charlotte storyline, which now that I'm thinking about it is kind of it's decent and makes sense as for a heel storyline, but it was just a good match. Charlotte and Asuka is just great, and I would like to see this evolve into a bigger feud, a bigger thing. Like when the SmackDown title eventually becomes only on SmackDown, like. Have them to have a go at it again while building up some other people, like have Sasha involved. Oh my God, see a Sasha versus Oscar, please. Like and have like a heel Sasha, like not uh, this face bullshit. I don't know. Well, and you know, even well, even face Sasha versus Oscar on Raw was really good, and I, yeah. I, I would, I would love to see that match more often. Ta heel Sasha Banks. I definitely think that's that's way overdue. I 100% agree that needs to happen. There's a lot that we agree that needs to fucking happen. I think we're long overdue for heel Asuka and face paint and zombie shit. Agreed. Okay, okay, so let's let's fan theory this. Asuka stays on SmackDown. Turns heel. Do the Sky Pirates join in and they have like a little like fucking Asian-Japanese cult. No, we get like... Hero and Kari versus Asuka in just, like, hard-hitting, kicking matches. Fuck. Yes, I'm down for this. Yeah, I'm down. I, either either option, honestly. <laughs> I'm 100%. Like, my nipples, nipples erect. I'm moist. Let's go with it. Right. Well, hold on. I'm trying to remember, so I'm just gonna look it up. Don't hurt yourself. I will fuck your world up, bro. You have to come down here first, bro. Yeah, you know, that would... That'd be nice. Mm. <laughs> First, we gotta get you out of the house. Oh, you know, hey, shut your fucking mouth. Um, yeah, I was right. I I thought that her, I thought Yoshirai and Oscar teamed up together back in the day on the Independence. So that's kind of why I, I would like that matchup that you guys were talking about because of the fact that they've met, they have already teamed together. Because I know they were tag teaming because it was. I, it was Io was to tag team with her her older sister, and then that's when Asuka came in. So I'd like to see what's up. Get them all fuck it, because they obviously can work together. So even if it's against each other, working with each other at least once, you get something. Yeah, agree to that. 
I don't know. I just I have a lot of these these wants, needs, and everything else like that. But I know it's all going to come down to just you know we have to wait until we see what happens Monday and Tuesday. NXT's yeah. Already, NXT's already been recorded, so no spoilers. But someone had a curtain call, um, so I definitely expect to see this person brought up, which again yeah. brings me to my point. Brings us to that point that we discussed already. Um, so we'll probably see that on SmackDown. If right. Not, if it's on if it's on Raw, if this person gets brought up to Raw, I'll be really surprised. So, um, right. Yeah. So, but that's uh, that's all the time that we have. We went over a little bit. I apologize for making it a little bit longer. Uh, we had a lot to go through, and we really skimmed and scanned for you guys. So, uh, I do appreciate you dealing with us, joining us as always. CM underscore Miller eighty five on all things social media. Though he did finally just get. <laughs> Though he did just finally close down his live journal. So <laughs> thank you, Cliff, for moving on from the early 2000s. And then a little best Jubaka. Uh, she is on Instagram. I'm pretty sure that she will be bombarding uh, her Instagram uh, all this weekend with Star Wars stuff since the Star Wars um, I've been trying I didn't bombard it totally yes was there an Instagram I was lucky that I stopped my Instagram story when I was going I was, it was going to be excessively long and went no bitch people don't need to watch this so I just cried to myself and been nerding out so but yeah it's still there it was amazing sorry and then um of course, seen at Franken Cultures everything. So WordPress, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everything else like that. Uh, you I guys guess. don't want oh, to find us. Real uh, quick, before I forget, before I forget, anybody that's in the Metro Detroit area and you're going to be at PenguinCon at all, if you know about it, coming up May 3rd through 5th, I believe. It's the first weekend of May. I'm going to be there. Come find me. I'm going to try to record a show from my room and all the fun stuff. So if you're in the much short area, come Penguin, Penguin, come find me. All the fun stuff. So Go punch her in the tent. She likes that stuff. Please don't punch me in the tent. I will fucking, I will break your face. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't let her lie to you. She likes it rough. No, I will break you. I'll say I love you as I do it, though. You know. I love you for hitting me in the tent. I love you, so, uh, but yeah, thanks guys for joining in. We will talk to you next week for our post Superstar Shakeup recap. Thanks again. That'll be fun. Bye.